Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. It is to be in the house of the Lord. And, and Lori's request for more men to be serving in the children's ministry, uh, I know we'll meet with a good response from this congregation. And I say that because I've never been in a church with so many men who unashamedly love Jesus and want to be in his service. And so this morning, something that we do uh, from time to time, uh, I'm going to ask all the men of the church who would like to join me here at the altar to come, and we're going to get before the Lord. And Paul Beeman, would you make your way all the way to the platform, please? We're just going to get before the Lord. We're going to ask God to pour out His Spirit on this service. We're going to pray for Christians around the world. We're going to pray for those who are in harm's way. We're going to intercede. We're going to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, we're going to pay, pray that God will bless uh, the other churches in this county. Boy, re- revival, revival, I believe, is about to break out in Wakala County. I think the time is right. And when, and when men will get down before the Lord and cry out to God, we know that he hears. And so, uh, uh, Paul, I, I know we got a mic somewhere. Let's see. Hey, here it is. Here it is. Thank you. you. You lead us. And let's just cry out to the Lord. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to come humbly before you, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Mm. Lord, by the blood of Jesus, we can even come fully to the throne and meet with you, Lord. I, I just thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for these men of God. I thank you for these women of God that fill this house, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Us out right now ourselves, so we can fill it up with your will, Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you for your new mercies and grace every single day, Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, just strengthen us. Yes, Lord. Lord, multiply this church. Yes. Lord, we need to each day go out and bring in the unchurched and the unsaved, Lord. Yes, Lord, Jesus. Help, help us, Lord Jesus. Yes, cool. Yes, Lord. God, we just love you. Mm-hmm. I want you to know, mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, how much we need you. We just need you. Without you, we're not much. Oh, Lord. We're not much. Mm-hmm. These houses and trucks and things we own are nothing, Lord. Without you, they're absolutely nothing. Mm. Heavenly Father, I stand here today a humble man that you broke. And mm. I thank you for that, Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord. I thank you for that, Lord. Lord, I just want to take a second and pray for those that are persecuting our brothers and sisters around this globe, Lord. Right now, I want you to reach down into their hearts and change them, Father. Mm. Oh, I know that there's not one tear that you don't understand. That's the language you understand, our tears and our suffering, Father. Yes, Lord. In that suffering, we change, Lord. Oh, Help God. change us right now. Help oh. us to get in the
helps to radiate that. Yes. yes. <coughs> oh, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you. Mm. Well, thank you and we love you. Mm. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Some of our men are moving slow, aren't they? Yeah. (laughs) Many years ago, not too long after I had surrendered to the call of the ministry to start preaching God's word, I received an invitation to preach a revival up in uh, Georgia, kind of the back country of Georgia. I was so excited. I was thrilled, very much looking forward to it. I had my Bible, and I was ready to take off. And and someone, uh, I told someone where I was preaching, and they said, "Well, well, don't go the the way everybody else goes, there's a shortcut, and you need to take that shortcut. So how many of you know it's not always uh, wise to take, to take the shortcut? Well, I, I'm not exactly sure when I realized that I was lost. But I was getting very, very frustrated. And, you know, in those days, we didn't have the navigation tools that we have today. And I didn't have a map with me. And time was running out. And I was running late. And I I was really desperate. And I mean, I was in the backwoods. I would have stopped and asked for directions. There was just no place to stop and ask. And so finally, finally, I found a road that I knew. And I knew that this was the road that would take me right by the church. It was a two-lane road, and I turned on that two-lane road. And shortly after I turned on that road, I found myself behind a car doing 45 miles an hour. Now, I've said this many times through the years. I'm, I'm not talking about in the city. I'm not talking about in a school zone or downtown. I'm talking about on the open road. If you can't drive faster than 45 miles an hour on the open road. Stay home. You're not real serious. You're not serious about going anywhere. Just stay home. And I was, I mean, 45 miles an hour. And, and no doubt, I'm right on the guy's bumper. And I'm driving as, I, I had been driving as fast as I could without getting caught. I don't recommend that. Every time I had an opportunity to pass this car, there would be another car coming. And then we were up and down these little hills and around these curves, and I am stuck for like 10, 15 minutes. I'm looking at my watch. 
uh, the service had already begun by this time. Uh, it was after 7 o'clock. It started at 7. I'm sweating. I'm frustrated. I'm in a hurry. And, and, and I pull out the pass. Here comes a car. And finally, I look down at the bumper of the car in front of me. And there was one bumper sticker on that car. And this is what it said. It said, God is blessing me right now. And I don't know, there was just something about reading that bumper sticker, God is blessing me right now, that just changed my whole mood. God got my attention. And I just laughed out loud. And I actually thought to myself, and I've thought about it many times since, that if I knew, if I was absolutely positively sure, regardless of circumstances, regardless of being late, regardless of all the difficulties and all the trials and all the tribulations, if I knew that God was blessing me right now, I could be driving 45 miles an hour. Just, you, you don't have to get in a hurry. And, uh, and I want to tell you this. For 40 years, I have looked for that bumper sticker. And I've never seen that bumper sticker. Never seen it again. Which kind of makes me believe that God may have just written that on the bumper. <laughs> just for me just for that moment, just to get my attention, just to bring me down to reality about what's really important. I got there late. The church was worshiping gloriously. When I opened the door in the parking lot, I could hear the sounds of worship. It was amazing. When I walked through the door, the pastor smiled and he said, I wasn't worried about you. We'd been praying. We knew you'd be here right on time. I got up and preached. I preached with power. Decisions were made that night. It was was a thrilling experience. I had nothing to worry about, but the devil was trying to convince me that I needed to worry, that I needed to get upset, that I needed to be bothered. And before I left, I, I thought, maybe, just maybe, maybe that whole experience took place not just because God wanted to say something to me, but maybe God wanted to say something through me that throughout my ministry, maybe, just maybe, I needed to remind people how important it is to know and to be able to say, God is blessing me right now. Is he blessing you right now? Oh, that is, that, that is so very important. The Bible has a lot to say about right now. It, it, think about just some of the passages. I was just meditating on this. Think about David in that psalm that we love so much that most of us can quote the 23rd psalm. David says in that 23rd psalm, this is what he said, He said, in the presence of my enemies, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. David was saying, when I'm in hostile territory, when the enemy is all around, when I'm under attack, when the world is against me, he prepares a table before me 
in the presence of my enemies. Uh, Meaning that he feeds me, takes care of me, he blesses me. And, And then David went on to say, he anoints my head with oil. That even in the hard times, even in the difficult times, even when I'm surrounded by my enemies, the anointed presence of God is on me. It's with me. It, 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 it touches me. And, and, and he doesn't say it in the 23rd Psalm, but you kind of get the idea that David is saying, that's all that really matters. That's all that matters. And, and then he said, my cup runs over. The cup of blessings the cup of sustaining grace. Uh, Needs are met above and beyond. God is with me. You know, David was saying right now, it doesn't matter if I'm in trouble at the moment. Right now, God is blessing me. You see, according to the Bible, and, and this is important for us to understand, according to the Bible, right now is the time to experience salvation. Maybe there's somebody in the house that needs to hear that. But right now is the time to experience salvation. 2 Corinthians 6.2 says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Salvation is a now experience. Salvation is a now thing. Salvation, the salvation of God never takes place tomorrow. It just does not. Uh, salvation, if you experience the saving grace of God, whether it is initial salvation or God stepping into your life at any point with His great, marvelous, miraculous salvation, it, it always has to be reduced to the now, where you're trusting God right now. You're walking with God right now. God is with you now. Many times I heard the evangelist Steve Hill at the Brownsville Revival, where some 200,000 people gave their lives to Christ. I would hear Steve Hill say it. Many of you heard him say it. Tomorrow is a day in a fool's calendar. Oh, why? Because tomorrow never gets here. Tomorrow is always a day away. Many have met their doom because they've been deceived by thinking tomorrow it'll work. Steve Hill knew the Holy Spirit had revealed to him and preached it through him that the only way you'll ever get anybody to the point of salvation is is when they realize that if you're going to meet Jesus, you have to meet him in the now. You can't procrastinate. You can't put it off. You can't delay. It has to be right now. Think about it for a moment. If something's going to happen, it has to happen in the now. It it has to be right now. I mean, we know it's true, don't we? You'll never go on a diet tomorrow. You'll never start exercising tomorrow. Will you? Never happens, does it? It just doesn't work. You'll never repent and ask for forgiveness tomorrow. No. You'll never read a book tomorrow. You'll never start reading your Bible tomorrow. You'll never start praying tomorrow. You'll never experience salvation tomorrow. Uh, One more time. 
Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I love this quote. I don't know where I found it, but it says this, only put off until tomorrow what you're willing to die having left undone. That's pretty hard, isn't it? If it's important, then do it today. If there's something that needs to be done, do it today. Now is the time, right now. I'm convinced that most of us are not aware of how important right now is. That if something's important, do it now. And what could be more important than salvation itself? What could be more important than knowing that you know that your sins have been forgiven, that they're under the blood, that you put your faith in a Messiah who is sufficient to take care of you? What could be more important than knowing that regardless of what happens in this world, you have an eternal home in glory? What could be more important than that? Well, friends, according to the Bible, right now is not just the time for salvation. Right now is the time for Christians to wake up and do something for the glory of God. Right now. There are churches all over America that need to wake up, need to rise up, need to stand up and do something for the glory of God. Uh, Listen as I read Romans 13, 11 through 14 and do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed the night is and drunkenness not in lewdness and lust not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Now is the time to get saved. If you are saved, now is the time to wake up. Now is the time to make your life count. This is the only time you'll ever have. You'll never have another opportunity. This is it. You see, the Bible spotlights the now, right now. You need to get saved right now. You need to start living for Jesus right now. You need to cast off the works of darkness right now. If you're going to do something that's important, do it now. Even Jesus highlighted the importance of... For it'll soon be dark, it'll soon be night, and no man can work then. Jesus was saying, you've got some daylight here. Use that daylight. Use it for the glory of God. So we need to be saved right now. We need to wake up, don't we? If you're a Christian, we need to wake up and rise up and start living for the glory of God right now. But I I have another one for you. And some of us really need to hear this today. And that is you need to start enjoying your life right now. You you need to start rejoicing right now. You need to start being happy right now. Right now. No more procrastinating. No more putting it off. 
Uh, By the way, if you're a Christian, you are a witness. Whether you want to be, you're a witness. You're either a good witness or a bad witness. And if you're not happy, and by the way, we don't have to play semantics today. I'm talking about happy. I'm talking about victory. I'm talking about joy. I'm talking about peace. I'm talking about knowing who you are in Christ Jesus. If you're not happy and excited about your faith today, you're a bad witness. You've heard it. I've heard it. It's an embarrassment to the church. If that's what Christianity is, I don't want it. You ever heard somebody say that? I fear they may have said that about me at times. I fear they may have said it about our church. And it's not always valid, but sometimes it is. But listen, salvation is now. Making your life count is now. Enjoying your life and rejoicing in the presence of the Lord is a right now thing. Listen to Psalm 118.24. This is the day the Lord has made. Read it with me. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is a day. It it doesn't say this is the day the Lord has made, and if you're not having any difficulties, rejoice and be glad in it. This is a day the Lord has made, and if you're not going through a hardship or trial, then rejoice and be glad. No. This is the day he's given us. This is the daylight we have. This is the opportunity we have. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Philippians 4.4 says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Always. You see, we're to be saved in the now. We're to live for the glory of God in the now. And we are to live victoriously in the now through our Savior, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't think I'm the only person here. I have a problem with songs. I'm not that good of a singer. I'm like the, I'm like the fellow that said I can carry a tune, I just don't know how to unload it. And, but I love singing. I love worshiping. No, we have a wonderful praise and worship team here. Praise the Lord. But sometimes when I hear a song that I really, really, really like, it gets stuck in my head. And every now and then when I hear a song that I don't like, it gets stuck in my head and that irritates me. Here's a song from the past that I'm not particularly fond of. But it's stuck in my head. Some of you older folks are going to remember and some of these younger folks need to go back and start listening to some of the older music. It's a lot better than what you're listening to today, I'm just telling you. It really is. It really is. But here it is. Bobby McFerrin. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble, but when you worry, you make it double. Come on, read it with me. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry. Be happy now. Yeah, yeah. Now, I tell you, I, I, I mean, that, I don't know. I never did particularly care for it. But boy, it, it got stuck up here. And maybe the reason it got stuck in my head is because it is pretty biblical. I challenge you, spend some time in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. 
And this is what you'll find. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything and rejoice always. Be happy. It's a choice. And I want to tell you, if you're a Christian, don't you tell me you can't be happy. You've got the greatest thing that any person can. then people. And I said, what? A lot of people are when and then people. A lot of people live their lives like this. When this happens, then I'll be happy. When I get to this place, then I'll be happy. They're when and then people. When I get out of school, young people, then I'll be happy. When I get a a good-paying job, then I'll be happy. Moms and dads, when I get these crazy kids grown and out of my house, (laughs) I saw that hand. Please don't raise your hands. (laughs) When I get these crazy kids grown and gone, then I'll be happy. When I retire, then I will be happy. When I finally get through this horrible, difficult time in my life, then I will be happy. Oh, friends, uh, let me remind you one more time. Tomorrow is a day in a fool's calendar. If you're not happy now, you won't be happy then. God wants us to be happy now. It is a choice. It is a relationship with God that changes everything. Amen. You have to make the choice. And by the way, stop using the blame game. I don't care who you are. It is not your wife's fault (laughs) that you're not happy. And it is not your husband's fault that you're not happy. And by the way, it's not your preacher's fault either (laughs) that you're not happy. It's not your boss's fault. It's not somebody else's fault. According to the Word of God, you have been saved. You've been born again. Your sins have been forgiven. You are to be a new creature in Christ with all things passed away. It is your fault if you choose to live a defeated, discouraged, disappointed life. It's your fault. Oh, friends. Here's here's another quote. For those of you who are new with us, I'm a big fan of quotes. I collect them through the years. Here's a quote. Today is the youngest you'll ever be. Start appreciating it. It's also the oldest you've ever been. Start acting like it. (laughs) Personal responsibility. An amazing God the word of God to back it up. We've been given the pathway. You can have victory and you can have joy and you can have happiness. It's up to you. It really is. We are witnesses to the failure of success. We have more degrees but less sense. 
We have more knowledge but less judgment. We have more conveniences but less time. We live in homes that are cool in the summer and warm in the winter. We drive cars with radios, television, satellites, and built-in navigation systems. Gone are the days of washing our clothes by hand or hanging them out to dry. Rubber dishwashing gloves have been replaced by automatic dishwashers and ice trays or dinosaurs. Movies, music, and books can be downloaded in seconds from the World Wide Web, and we can talk to people halfway around the world face-to-face due to modern technology. Candle-making, canning, sewing, and hunting, and gardening are no longer chores. They are hobbies. Chicken comes from Winn-Dixie, not the backyard. And when was the last time you heated your bath water over an open flame? Hot water heaters, refrigerators, ovens, computers, lawnmowers, remote controls, and cars are integral parts of the American family. Most microwaves, come on, microwave, it's fast, right? Most microwaves, now just have one button, you can push it one minute, two minutes, three minutes, popcorn. You don't even have to labor and put a lot of, anyway, you get it. The handheld computers we call cell phones have replaced dictionaries, maps, phone books, newspapers, cameras, and calculators. We can put tracking devices on our cars, our pets, our kids so that we can find them. Our water comes from pipes and bottles, not an open well or a nearby stream. And unlike most of the world, we don't have to worry about getting sick when we drink it. Our hands are less calloused and our bodies less weary than ever before in history. We're living longer and healthier than ever before. So will somebody please tell me why we aren't happy? Some of you know the answer, don't you? Because creature comforts don't make you happy. They don't make you happy. Oh, my goodness. There's only one thing that makes you happy. By the way, have you ever thought about this? For most of us, our great-grandparents were happier than we are. Lived in more victory. Sang and worshipped and enjoyed themselves. But they didn't have what we have. There's only one real source for happiness. Here it is, Psalm 1611. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You'll never get enough. You'll never make enough. You'll never have enough to make you happy. There's a place of happiness, though. I, I, I like how, what the Gaithers used to sing. The world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away from me. Oh, If you really walk with Jesus, that is the truth. This happy face that I'm wearing, you know, Jesus put it there to stay. And since the world didn't give it to me, the world can't take it away. Maybe there's somebody here this morning. And by the way, my heart goes out to you. I've been there. Honestly, I have. I've been fired. I've been run off. I've wondered how I'd pay the next bill. We've counted pennies to buy milk for the baby. We, I've, I've been there where the enemy was in my face. Maybe there's somebody here today and the enemy has been in your face for a long time. 
I'm just asking you, isn't it time for you to get in the enemy's face? Isn't it time for you to declare who you are in Christ Jesus? And by the way, if you're not in Christ, then isn't it time you say, today will be the day of my salvation right now. Today I will start living for the glory of God. And today I will be happy. I will live in victory. And I can make that choice because I'm choosing Jesus today. Somebody made up a story many years ago. I heard this right after I started preaching. Somebody made up a story about a board meeting in hell that may have a great deal of truth to it. Here's how it goes. The devil called all of his chief demons together and they gathered together for a conference. And he said to all of his demons. He said, we need to come up with a strategy. We need to come up with a plan. This thing called Christianity is just getting out of hand. And so we need to come up with something to combat this Christian movement. So one demon said, I've got an idea. Let's tell people everywhere that the Bible is not true that it is not the word of God, that men just wrote it and it's just full of lies and deception and it's just misleading. And Satan responded, that's, that's not bad and that will work on so-called intellectuals who think they're smarter than God. But that won't work on the masses because there's no other explanation for a book that was written thousands of years ago and it's still true. Got an idea. Let's tell people everywhere that Jesus was the illegitimate child of a Roman soldier, and the whole story was just made up. And and not only he's not the savior. That's just foolishness. And Satan responded this way. Satan said, well, that may work with some people, but there's no other explanation for his life. We can tell them that he was not virgin born and that he was not the son of God, but that's not going to work with the masses. And the reason that won't work with the masses is because there's no other explanation for his supernatural life. No one has ever impacted planet Earth like him. Can't use that. And and so then another demon says, I've got an idea. Let's tell people everywhere that they don't even need to get saved. They don't need salvation. They don't need to be born again. And, and Satan said, again, that will work with some people and we can feed them enough material possessions in the world to keep them satisfied for a while. But when God created people, he put within them a longing for eternity and emptiness inside that won't be satisfied with anything else. No, you can't use that. That won't be our major approach. And then one demon said this, I got an idea that just might work. Satan says, well, let's hear it. He said, let's tell people everywhere that the Bible is the inspired word of God, a super
planet Earth, and he's the only Savior of the world. Let's tell people everywhere that they really do need to get saved. They really do need God, and they'll never be complete until they have him in their lives. But let's tell them, don't do it today. Wait until tomorrow. Just delay. And Satan said, that's our plan. That's how we'll keep many millions from salvation. Just delay. Just put it off. You see, friends, I'm telling you, the Bible screams now. Now is the time of salvation. Now is the time your life has to count. Now is the time for you to enjoy your life and live in victory. Now is the time. But the enemy whispers later. Don't do it now. Do it later. I want to ask, is God speaking to your heart? Do you feel like you're missing out on something? Are you in a mad rush trying to get somewhere and you don't even know why? God loves you. His word says now. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. It's time to wake up. It's time to cast off the works of darkness. It's time to put on the light and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now is the time. Would you bow with me in prayer? Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 1030 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.